Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. Hello everyone, we're back once again. Saturday Draft Live is here to entertain the masses as it always does. And yes, it is myself, Jack Graham, hosting this tremendous show, which you now find on the one feed of Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet, which is on Spotify, iTunes, Anchor, any Android podcasting website. We're bloody well on it. We've got our own website, suplexretweet.com. You can find all the all the glory days of the Raw Report anyway, back to the wrestling on there before the new format change. Uh, what else have we got? We've got our Twitter at Suplex Retweet, same with Instagram. We've got Facebook, Suplex Retweet, and the community page. We've seen a lot of activity recently about the draft, which I absolutely love to see. But more of that at the end of the show. Today it's the usual panel of Boom, Scott McLeod. How are we doing? How many times have I got to fucking tell you, Mr. Scott McLeod? Fucking put some oh, respect shut on that. Maybe, maybe the person actually does deserve a bit of respect who's in the top three of the, the table this week. David Hockney, how are you doing, son? I am doing grand. And, you know, I think you should give yourself some credit as well because you're also sitting comfortably in the top three as well. Oh, oh man, thank you very much. But uh, we're joined by a, a guest. There was, uh, this, this all came about very, very sudden. He, he was last in the previous season, season five. He was able to draft first. And he's he was running amok on the on the group chat, shall we say, wanting to have something to say. So I was like, Here, you're free son and he's like, Aye, morning, Ryan Gallagher, you're here, welcome to Saturday Draft Live. <laughs> yes, boys, how you doing? It's good to be back on Saturday Draft Live making uh. this making this the best show. After coming from the best show, I'm moving from anyway back to the wrestling. I'm coming on to Saturday Draft Live now this Saturday. It's going to be the best show you've ever done. And yes, like I said, I am back in this draft. I'm not sitting bottom again, which is great. Um, it's going to be good to be part of a show where I'm not getting the utter piss ripped out of me <laughs> for once. Um, so i glad to be here and I have got something to say, but I'll go on to it a wee bit later on. Well, I'm sure we're all eager as to what you have to say as the words of Voldemort before Neville comes up in. Brings out the sword and Harry's not actually dead. Ooh. Mm. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Who's not seen Harry Potter at this point? Ten years. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I think by this point, spoilers are basically irrelevant. I see you say that though. Um, my girlfriend's sister has never seen Harry Potter. She watched the first one the other day. Get it up if she listens to this show. You should know. Weirdo, weirdo. But we'll crack on with the usual business in the top three of the week and. I will say, Scott, we were maybe all a bit sceptical with Bobby Lashley not being drafted as a singles competitor and Gary obviously took the hurt business as a tag team with Bobby Lashley and MVP. They are third this week with 16 points and that's just appearing on one show. Is it a stroke of genius drafting Bobby Lashley and MVP as a tag team this season? Yes, I know, kind of, because like, I think they will be beating a lot and like six man and now probably eight man tag now that they've got Cedric Alexander. So yeah, they're in the same match together, but I think this is only gonna be an occasional thing 
now that Bobby's got the, the US title, now when you see a tag match, I think more than not it's going to be like MVP teaming with Shelton and or Cedric. And Bobby, for most of the season, is probably going to be focusing on single stuff. So I think that's where a lot of the points were again with Bobby. So I don't think we're going to see many weeks where the heart business are going to be in the top three. Yeah, I, I, I could see that as well. But the, obviously, the kind of the theme where this season ends, the Survivor Series, and heart business could have a feature in that in some way. You know, I think they will predominantly feature on Raw a lot. So even if they're not competing, it's still a decent amount of points potentially each week. But uh, we'll move on to number two. Well, number two and number one's joint on nineteen points. We'll split them up into two. Uh, Ryan Gallagher, John Moxley. I guess that's another one that we all kind of laughed at when Daniel Campbell uh, drafted him. I, I especially laughed at him because I was, I was very 100% certain that MGF was going to win that belt, but colour me stupid. John Max Moxley is not someone that we see very often in the top three. 19 points, I said, but obviously the captain says help that. Daniel's, Daniel's done doing pretty well so far. We'll get on to him in the bit when we do the top 10, but yeah, he, he sees John Moxley in the top three this week. He's quite, uh, it's quite a decent pick though, Goldman Moxley. Um, like you say, you're probably not going to see him in the top three that often because he doesn't, he doesn't seem to wrestle that often just now. Do you know, he doesn't have many matches week to week. Um, it's kind of more appearance points you're going to get for him. But when he does, you know, he does win the big matches. So I think that's where that's where Daniel's kind of cast in on the fact that he's you know had a big match this week that he's been able to um, kind of cash in the points on, but. I don't see that being a regular thing, him being that scoring that high, although he is the champion, which just seems like a, a strange thing to say, but um, it's a wee bit like kind of Roman Reigns, which we'll go on later on with, with my team as well. I don't see them kind of getting that many points week to week now, other than appearances. Obviously, we had uh, All Out was the weekend there, and Lance Archer won the Casino Battle Royale, and he'll be facing John Moxley on the anniversary show at Dynamite which I think is the middle of October obviously he keeps the captaincy on that and it's another defence it could be a good other 19 points for him that week it's a it's really a matter of what Daniel wants to do with his captaincy we can talk about his team in a bit as well but ah, he's, he's doing no bad so far but Dave the I'm going to call them number one this week because they are sitting number one in this table here even though they're the same amount of points my tag team FTR, I said it last week that it would happen and it, it bloody well happened. Is Ryan Gallagher stupid for taking Breezango over FTR? Uh, I hate to say it, Ryan, but I think you missed a golden opportunity to swipe FTR given you were the first round pick. I mean, not to say that Breezango isn't a bad pick because Breezango, you know, they've just won the NXT tag team titles. They could still score you some points, but maybe, just maybe, I think... You could have got a little bit more had you gone with FTR because they were heavily favorited to be first round tag team picks, uh, whoever got to draft first. And also, like as Jack mentioned, you know, we had all out of the weekend, which, you know, it, it furthers furthers them up the, the table just a bit more. Plus, with, uh, with them as Jack's captains, you know, they're sitting comfortably at the top of the table. Like... Aye, I, I see your point, right? Um, I did make the point on the draft show when we picked our teams that I was I was running late. I didn't have a chance to look at the teams. Brizango was the first one that came to my mind with FTR. So I actually had both of them at the tip of my tongue ready to go with. I thought, who's going to be featured on telly more often? The tag division in NXT isn't as big just now as it once was. 
Um, whereas AEW, there's, there seems to be a lot of teams that will be getting TV time. So I thought I'll take the risk on the tag team, which are going to be on telly more often. They've got a match coming up this week as well. They're defending the tag titles against Imperium. You know, that could be an our tag team title defence for them, or they could lose it, normal luck. Um, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I'm, I'm happy with Brazango. They've got me, I don't know how many points they've got me already so far, but um, with their kind of appearance and, and victory they are week in the, the six-man tag. But... Aye, I can see them winning this match. I don't see the tag titles going back on Imperium, especially if we're going to th- talk about restrictions getting uh, kind of loosened a little bit and allowing them to come back across here for, for NXT UK. Again, um, I don't see them being a, a main fixture on the American NXT, so that kind of takes away that main that main challenge for Breeze Angle at the minute. Well, Breeze Angle cur- at the minute currently has four points. Whereas compared to FTR, who are sitting on 23 points. So, I mean, the numbers don't lie. Yes, that, that's with a, that is with a victory, though. That's with a victory and a, a title match, a pay-per-view. Um, Brizango haven't had that yet for me. So, mm-hmm. you know, that, that, that could quite easily get caught up as well. Plus, remember as well, they are a, um, they are a, a captain as well on Jack's team, which we're pushing that up. So, I'll get my captain's points elsewhere. Don't worry. I think Ryan Gallagher's going to try and long con everyone this season. <laughs> but, uh, Guys, I think you're being a bit too harsh on, on Ryan's tight team there. Like, especially you, Dave, because, like, yeah, numbers are your thing. But, like, I don't think we can really judge how smart or how unsmart the choice of his angle is until we see this title defence next week. Because they both both FTR and his angle are big matches. But as I say, until Angle, we see whether or not Angle retain the titles next week, you can't really say, oh, oh well, Ryan, you should have chose FTR, you should have chose this team. Because for all we know, Angle can hold those titles for the entire season because, well, the, the NXT tag division, there isn't that many people right now. Thank Scott, you, Scott. you know better. We, we talk shite to the day we die. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. So, I'm just saying, like, oh, you should have chose this team. Like, well, actually, I was going to pick Angle at one point. But fucking Ryan got in there before me, and I actually think it's a smart choice. Thank you, Scott. Yeah, you're a, a good man. I mean, much smarter than Indusia. <laughs> much smarter than Indusia. I um, I was going to take him. As, I was yeah. going to take him as singles competitors this season, but I decided. <laughs> I mean, oh, t- no, no, your look. Last week of the season, Indusia show up and beat Breeze and Angle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that is a very good point. You know, at least it's uh, at least they're not Indusia. Ah, get arrest. <laughs> <laughs> So I obviously, uh, John Moxley and Randy Orton are now kind of tied in the top 10 of the season so far, 28 points and 19 points for FTR. Let's be going to the top three. Our business is just below them, but uh, AEW is just is taking a bit of a lead on how, how well we're doing points-wise, but that's purely just because of all out. But we'll move on to the top 10. And honestly, I think it's... I think everyone takes great pleasure in this. I think Ryan, Scott and Dave are really happy that the, in quotation marks, GOAT, David Campbell is in uh, 16 points. He's he, He's got this thing in his head that we're absolutely obsessed about him, but I only ever hear him talking about himself in so many different ways that it's it's just getting a bit of a bore, to be honest, isn't it? Jack, call it as it is, mate. Right? Call it as it is. Campbell fucked it. Oh, yeah, it's 100%. Is, is, yeah. is the exact way that we, we, we go with us. Although, I'll give them credit, right? There is more tag teams that have split up. Obviously, you've got 
Page and Omega that are gone in that for Grant, who's sitting 10th and 22 points. But he talked a big game about taking golden role models and fucking what it. Mm. I, mean, I, I tried to come to his defence last week with the people taking his, other people taking his team name and making the comparisons between the two Lion King films. And uh, that led to me getting a very angry voice message from David saying that I should never disrespect the Lion King to Simba's pride. And so I'd like to apologise that a man who hosts a film podcast has such shit taste in films because I will reiterate <laughs> Lion King 2 is shit. Lion King 2 is up there with Grease 2. Mm. <laughs> uh, that's the comparison. It's Grease versus Grease 2. And make Grease all day. Grease all day. Always Grease, yeah. Greatest film of all time. Mm. We just know that in the in this case, except from Toy Story 2, sequels are always awful. Oh, well, not always. What about Terminator 2? I mean, Terminator Hang- 1's kind of boring to me. Hangover Part 2. Hangover? Mm, no, I think the original was better in The Hangover. Maybe we, maybe we should just do our own film podcast to go up against David Campbell here for talking about yeah, let's sequels and movies and whatnot. You know, fuck that guy. Speaking of... One, hot Rod. Speaking of sequels... Speaking of uh, sequels that failed as well, uh, Rangers 2012, that failed as well, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's just one of those things. It's, uh, it's <laughs> anyway, back to the wrestling. <laughs> anyway, back to the wrestling. Gary Kernahan. <laughs> oh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Gary Kernahan is in ninth place, 26 and a half. He's a bit of a fall for grace, but as, as Scott said at the start, we can't. We can't judge too much on a couple of weeks in, but uh, Al McLucas as well, 29.5 points. Ross McLeod, 33.5, and the better McLeod, maybe, sitting sixth place. Uh, Scott, 38.5. How, how are you feeling about your team so far? I mean, we were, we were, earlier this week, we were sitting second, third, and fourth. We were occupying that top half. And I'd like to officially put all this blame on uh, the Street Profits, because <laughs> there was no chance Roman was. Uh, that Sheamus was going to win in a tag match that had Roman on the other end of it. But surely you thought, easy points, you know, uh, the Artist Collective, or whatever they're called now, uh, beating the Lucha House Pie, but no, fucking Street Profits had to come in and be an annoyance and distract them. So fuck the Street Profits. Preach it. Absolutely preach it. I mean, can I just point out, Ross was joint first last week as well. He's now seventh. I mean, it just goes to show, like, even in the early stage of this draft, this is how much the points can change everything. Oh, yeah, it's, it's, just, it's one of those seasons that actually anything can change on a, on a dime. And you see it here with Ryan Gallagher in fifth place. He's in the top half of the table for a change in the draft. You know, it must be quite a, quite a nice sight for him. But I don't want to go too much uh, conversation with yet, Ryan, because I know you've got some some things to say. So I'll go for the top ten first, and you can have your... Have your pieces, that's all right. Livid, I'm livid. <laughs> but uh, Stephen Wilson, who drafted in the very bottom, and obviously uh, AJ Styles is his captain, gets a DQ win, but somehow st- he gets the title points for it. Sees him into fourth place with 41. I was I was a bit perplexed by this morning, but I guess, you know, mm-hmm. uh, as Stephen yep. says, the numbers don't lie and all that. Yep. I had to clarify that point for you, Jack. It was it was a title match and AJ won it. Even though he didn't win the title, it's still a win's a win. Yeah, that was a confusing part for me, obviously. They didn't win the bell, but he still gets title win points. But ugh, 
it's by the by, I guess. You know, David, you're sitting in third place, as I said, put some respect to your name. You're here, forty-six and a half points, and me leading the leading the charge for Saturday draft line, forty and a half points, second place. But Daniel Campbell, Daniel Campbell, he's he's never kind of fraternised up the top of the table before, and here he is. I've I've gave him that olive branch to appear on the show at some point. We can talk about his early stride, but uh, he quite rightly reminded me that he is banned from Scott McLeod. Would would that ban be lifted? Seeing no. as he's up the top of the table, <laughs> <laughs> he knows what he did. I think was when he came on and he went on his uh, knees and like like beg for forgiveness. You can crawl through the supplicant's door like Homer Simpson before him. And- <laughs> Maybe I will consider it. <laughs> there you go, Daniel. You know what you need to do. But uh, as we said, Ryan didn't go into too much of your team there. You've 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 came on with, with something something to say. So the the floor is yours, my friend. Take it away. So yeah, so thank you very much, Jack, for for giving the the opportunity to come on the show today and and broach this subject, which has been. It's been weighing quite heavy on my mind for a, the past couple of weeks of this draft. Um, now that I am a contender in this in this season of the draft, as opposed to being bottom of the table, where I took very little interest in what was happening because I knew I was getting no points. Now that I'm, you know, now that I'm kind of noticing points and I'm I'm getting to grips with how things are going. I'm not really sure how this is how this is going to go, but I'll deal with it anyway. I want to call out Stephen Wilson for his handing out of points now that's been a few times now where Stephen has had to be picked up on his point scoring um, you know I had to pick up points for my Finn Balor the other week uh, I'm pretty sure Ross had to get appearance points as well added on um, now all of a sudden the one that Stephen didn't miss is the one that we've got a bit of a, a bit of confusion about about AJ Styles now, Dave I, I see the point that you're saying here about AJ Styles winning a title match I I will agree with it because I don't want to I don't want to argue with you and, and you are a stats man and you know what you're talking about. But I do I do have a little disagreement in terms of how many points Stephen got for this because Stephen was allowed to give himself maximum points for AJ Styles winning a title match. To me, if you win a title match, then you win the title, you win it cleanly, you get the points. Okay. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have the belt. You know, he won via DQ. So I feel personally that shouldn't be full points awarded. I know we never made that clear beforehand, right? And that's totally fine. I won't I won't ask for points to get stripped or titles to get taken off anybody. Um but I just want to kind of make that very clear. I think there's something going on here with Stephen and the way that he hands out points. I think he's taking little kind of appearance points here and there. Um, try to make himself look a bit better you know Stephen won't miss an appearance point for anybody in his team but he certainly missed it for mine he certainly missed it for Ross he's now sitting half a point ahead of me how do I not know that I've been robbed of, of a point somewhere because he's not given me it so I could be sitting you know up in fourth place right now Stephen could be fifth how does that work you know how do we know that he's you know fulfilling his duties to the best of his ability now Stephen has said in the past that he doesn't watch all the shows and he goes through, he goes through YouTube or he goes through um, kind of websites which give you a rundown of shows to find out appearances and find, some of them get missed. Some things get missed, you know. Mm-hmm. As a man who done that regularly for anyway back to the wrestling, you know, we didn't often watch the shows fully. We watched outcomes, we watched what was happening in the storylines, and we used to read up on it as well. There were certain things that we used to miss 
in terms of segments that might not show up on a website. So for me, if somebody's scoring this and it's wanting to be legit, legit scores, somebody has to be watching these shows. If that means recording it, zooming through it so that you can pick things up, albeit, but taking things from Google, mm, I've got a problem with that, boys. Well, it looks like uh, another another great that's been spoke about in the chat now. Uh, hi, Ross McLeod. Hope you're doing all right. Matt Riddle <laughs> was featured in the Street Profits Party and he didn't yeah. get the point for it. Uh, just to back up on that, I can confirm that that is the case. I watched... Uh, I watched that match and I noticed in the Champions Lounge, in the back there was Drew Gulak, a few other people, and one of them was Matt Riddle. Right. So, do you now understand my great voice? I 100% understand understand it, Ryan. (laughs) I've been added to this call because I was listening. I'm sitting there thinking, doing my Charlie Nicholas. And it's twice in a week that I have had to pull up Stephen Wilson for an appearance point. Now, fellas, if on NXT, Raw, SmackDown, AW, whatever, JR or the commentary team go, and here's what happened last week, and you see Damien Priest say one in a match, Damien Priest should not get those points, obviously. It's a recap. But see when Timothy Thatcher, in completely new footage, is calling out Damien Priest, and it's a brand new promo. He should be getting that point. Preach. And... If Matt Riddle is there enjoying his best life, having a party, I'd prefer if he was wrestling, but you know what? We all need a wee wee calf. I should be getting the point for that. Rich? Aye. Well, the first thing is, like you said, Stephen reads stuff online about like recaps and that. Like I remember all the way back in fucking season two this was happening. He was reading about NXT UK through recap, and clearly not everything is being covered because one week there was a backstage segment with Gallus who were my tag team that season, and apparently whatever Stephen was reading, it didn't mention Gallus. And to fill them up, like, here, this is where Gallus were doing on the show. Here, where's my fucking tag team points, man? So, guys, I just want to make something very clear, right? I, I am in no way, I'm in no way saying let me take over this duty because, quite frankly, I could not be arsed with that. Um, <laughs> and I have massive respect for Stephen for, for taking that up and taking on that job. But, you know, if you're going to take on the job and you're going to sign yourself up for the job, do it properly. Wow, a, <laughs> a lot of shots have been fired along Stephen Wilson's way. You know, the, the us three boys all had grapes with them eh, last season with, with points not being accounted for Hashtag and whatnot. Wilson. And uh, there you go, this is more 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 near near enough half or even more than half of the drafting of, of the draft of the draft boys are eh, needing points or deserving of points to say. An independent Stewart's inquiry is is in order. Well, I think this this is the benefit, you know, having multiple people watching the shows back to back in case one of us misses something. You know, it gets more eyes on the product and it helps to hold uh, hold the scoring accountable in case in case anything goes wrong. I'll just say that I never want to account account for points because I don't have the time to watch all these shows like vigorously to pinpoint. So I don't I don't envy on my. Neither yeah, does Stephen. Neither does Stephen. He's still got tight with date either, apparently. Oh well. There we go. This is this is this has been quite the the colourful episode. I wasn't I wasn't expecting all of this. This is just this has came out of nowhere. But uh, a bloody blood, a blood's up, man. A blood's up. <laughs> a, a blood's up. 
everyone's got their pitchforks out and uh, torches and all that and they're ready to go. But uh, we'll, we'll, we'll weave that. Maybe maybe Stephen Wilson needs to come on and we'll bring Ryan Gallagher back on at some point in the season. They can have the, a, a mini version of the debating chamber or something like that you see featured in Suplex Weekly a lot. I don't want to be in any chamber that Stephen's involved in. <laughs> Rigged to the masses, Jank. Exactly. <laughs> but I, but well, some something I've said a lot about the community page. It uh, mm-hmm. has been featured quite a lot. I, I, I tasked the the listeners of the draft, at least some of them anyway. That we, I, I provided them with each round's picks and to make their own fantasy draft team. And about six folk have came in and provided them. So I'm just, uh, I'll bat them off. They've given, they even gave me team names and captains. You know, they're all, they're all a good bunch and. I'll come to you about what you think about how the how the draft teams shape up. Shape up. Uh, our first one is, is Tom Brock with his team. I hope I don't butcher this. David told me before the show is the team for Jizzle Gracht. <laughs> team for Jazzle. Team for Jazzle. I. There you go. <laughs> I, I, I try my best, Tom. I'm very sorry, but your team has a young bucks. Asuka, Alexa Bliss, Orange Cassidy, MJF, and Braun Strowman. We are captain. Uh, being Orange Cassidy. Now, Dave, Orange Cassidy is a captain's pretty interesting, isn't it? Yeah, I've noticed the thing with with all these um, all these listeners inputting their teams. Their captains are usually either the third or second round picks, or their tag teams, which I'm quite surprised at. Because normally, when we draft, it's uh, more often than not, it's usually the first round pick that's the the team captain. So a lot of these teams, you know, they're very very interesting as. And just when you thought it couldn't get any weirder, I think their captaincy choices are just as interesting. Yeah, another one that's maybe interesting as well is uh, Lewis Jameson in the, the big picture. Hashtag cheap plug. Uh, <laughs> Dozer Squad, his team name is... And oh, he yeah! Has... <laughs> Did you just interrupt me? <laughs> I haven't even said his name yet. And you've came <laughs> on, you started doing that. <laughs> Sorry. We got Young Bucks, uh, Roman Reigns, Rhea Ripley, Finn Balor, Otis, okay. and Bianca Belair. I'm not going to speak to Dave <laughs> for the rest of the show now. After that, uh, Jesus. Scott, oh, this is his captain. Mm-hmm. What's your thoughts on that? It's interesting, given that I don't think we've we've seen Otis since the start of this season, have we? Well, it's been, been like. Times. He's, he's like, won two tag matches, I'm sure. He's, uh, no, no, he's won a singles match against Morrison, and he's won a tag match. Mm. Oh, shows how much I care about bloody SmackDown. <laughs> <laughs> Especially after yeah. what they've done to my tag team the other night. So. Just as yeah. well, Scott's no Martin the fucking draft. Nobody for SmackDown would get any points. <laughs> that's why I'm not... That's why I say, like... We don't like the way Stephen's doing it, but none of us are volunteering to do it. No, listen, I, I made that clear, boys. I made that clear. I, I did not want to take on this this role of, of dishing out points. Um, I would totally make an arse of that if it was me. But all I'm saying is, I know that, and I won't take it on. So if you're going to take it on, make sure you're going to do it properly. And that's the last I'll say on it. <laughs> well, eh... Uh... I'll come to you next, Ryan, and the next team, because also you were, you were asking for this fan support uh, earlier in the week on the community page. Alan Laurie, his team is FTR, Orton, Alexa, 
is Captain Big E, Strossy Blackheart and Chris Jericho. His team name is BTG, which stands for Beat the Goat. It's not very hard when David Campbell's sitting bottom of the table, but maybe that just shows the ambitions of Alan Laurie. I don't know. I think but, that'll, be, uh, that'll be the end of this season. Everybody's team names will change to Beat the Goat. Because <laughs> But uh, his captain's Big E. Obviously, he got kayfabe injured last week and he didn't feature this week. But it's been rumoured there's a lot of big plans for him. Do you think that the captains, if, that, if his team was in fruition and your captain was Big E, do you think it's too early in the day for that to happen? Or do you think that would be a bigger pick for a, a later season in the draft? I feel like I've got too many gripes with folk. Um, so I'll, I'll go subtle on Alan. But Alan, if you're listening, big man, I expected your support. Um, I'm disappointed that I don't have your support. And I'll try not rip your team to shreds, but Big E was a terrible choice um, for this this part of it. Big E is going to have a decent singles run, but going by the length of of this season, Big E is not going to score enough points to be a credible contender, in my opinion, in this this season of the draft. I I kind of have to agree to that. I come. Uh... Season seven when he gets a Royal Rumble, it's potentially he could maybe be drafted higher up and a captaincy could happen, maybe a early Royal Rumble winner, but just now I think it's a bit too early. Uh, Sean Smith with team name the Dead Parrots, almost as imaginative as uh, David's team name Snakebite. Uh, we have FTR, Rhea Ripley, Jeff Hardy, Ruby Riot, Chris Jericho, and Roman Reigns. His captain's Chris Jericho Ross. I don't think we've seen Chris Jericho as captain before. Do you think that that would be a smart move out of all those folk in his team? Not at this point. Certainly during his AEW title run, but I think he's sort of... He's in limbo at the minute. He's just lost the Orange Cassidy feud. He's... I, not right now, no. I, I, I think that's a bit of a daft one. Are you still here? <laughs> <laughs> he asked me a question. I answered... I mean, I'm not going to let him just sit quiet for the rest of the call. If he wanted to come in, you know, just get, get involved. Everyone's welcome, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's good to have a raw report reunion, isn't it? Yeah. Yep. Remember that? Now I said at the start of the show, boys, it's going to be the best show you've ever done. You should just ruined it by getting the raw report back together. It's <laughs> <laughs> the second Probably best show you've ever done. This is as much a reunion, a show that's been gone for less than a month, as much as David Campbell leaving with a retirement. <laughs> But uh, I, I don't great, take great pleasure in this next team because it's my friend Ryan Leglish, but his, his team name's a, a clear swipe at my name with not picking Mickey James because I don't accept last place. <laughs> That's a mouthful. But uh, his, his captains are the Street Profits along with Asuka's Luna Vega, Finn Balor, Bray Wyatt and Matt Riddle. Obviously, I'll come to, I'll come to you, uh, Dave. You know, he's taking a swipe at Mickey James, but... Mm-hmm. He's picked very two good women in this as well, you know what I mean, with Zelina Vega and Asuka. We've seen Zelina Vega do very well for Ross before. Do you think that would be something if Ryan's team was entered in this? He could do pretty well this season. You know what? Looking at it all round, I think it actually is pretty well balanced. And I think it's quite a smart move as well to have the Street Profits as his team captains, especially if they've been jumping frequently between shows uh, these last couple of weeks. And with them having the Raw Tag Team Championships as well, 
you know, if they, the more title matches they go in, the more points they'll rack up. It's just a shame Zelina Vega's kind of been pretty quiet this season so far, given she did so well with appearance points last time around. So, I don't know. I think um, I think Zelina Vega might have been a, a bit of a hasty choice, but you never know. Things could change on a dime. And uh, finally, Mark Hume with the party people uh, follows in the same light as Ryan Gallagher at Breeze Angles' his tag team. And he also drafted John Moxley as well in first position. So that's two, that's two, two kind of folk we've uh, spoke about at the start, saying was it a bit early on to draft them for your first pick and your first tag team. But you know, it's obviously some folk agree with it. You have uh, Rhea Ripley, Rhea Ripley, Rhea Ripley, <laughs> Jeff Hardy, Otis, who would be his captain as well, and Nicky Cross. Now. Uh, Ryan, I'll come to you, seeing as you, you did anyway back to the wrestling. Nicky Cross is quite an interesting one, who's uh, going to be in Clash of Champions against Bailey. Is this like the third or fourth match we've seen her go against Bailey for this SmackDown Women's title? Jinx, she'd actually win it. Jinx, Sasha could cost her. Um, do you know what? If you asked me this um, on Thursday, I would have said no. But now, after, after SmackDown last night, I'm... I'm a bit torn with this one. I think I think Nikki Cross might do it. I think she might she might get a, an assisted victory here, um, which would then and this is hear me out here. Nikki Cross winning it, which would lead to the Alexa Bliss feud, which might mean that Alexa Bliss could eventually win a title and have this kind of Wyatt thing. That's my kind of long term kind of sight that I can see with this one going. But I like. You say about Sasha returning and, and costing Bailey, I could totally see that happening because that that feud doesn't need a belt to to keep it going. That's a that could be a total hatred feud between them. So, I I'd, I mean I'd be all for it. It's a it's a bold call having having Nikki Cross. I reckon and it, it, well, it would have been a bold cross when you done your your predictions. Um, but nah, listen, if they've done it this week, then that could be a, a stroke of genius. Yeah, I think that is. It makes me look stupid after I drafted Mickey James, maybe. But uh, I mean, like, uh, in, in that position, <laughs> Jack, 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 Jack. Sorry, this didn't make you look stupid drafting Mickey James. You drafted Mickey James made you look stupid drafting <laughs> Mickey James. I mean, Jack's defence. I mean, at least he's appeared on TV. Unlike uh, McGarry's first round pick, Mandy Rose, who's still on zero points right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. And first Bianca Belair. You know what I mean. <laughs> And more importantly, where's Charlotte Flair? Aye. Very true. Very true. Did someone step on your buzz there, Ryan? Jesus, what the hell is that? Um, no, I haven't got any. I haven't got any. Aye, there we go. That's Saturday Draft Live, everyone. I hope you've all uh, enjoyed the show. Scott and Dave, regulars, thank you very much for coming on again. Mm. Yeah, no thank worries. Thank you. Very good show, yeah. Excuse me, I have to go take a Simba's Pride. <laughs> Ryan, thanks for uh, so quickly being able to organise getting on this after asking to appear. You know, it's uh, very much appreciated. I'm sure that Stephen Wilson will be messaging you in due course. Just want to make it very clear how how strongly I feel about that Stephen Wilson thing. I took time out of watching James Martin on the telly this morning, one of my favourite TV programmes of all time. It's up there with Coronation Street. Um, I took time out of that to come on this show to call out Stephen Wilson so I hope he knows just how angry and how frustrated I am at his point scoring but enjoy it guys, thank you for having me and I, I don't know if Ross is still here but uh, we'll, we'll thank him anyway for, for backing up the points of Ryan Gallagher, I'm sure he very much appreciates it, it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
he doesn't Ross McLeod doesn't do walking away, does he? Oh, he does not. <laughs> <laughs> right, see you all next week, my friends. 